long live test cricket two amazing test matches uh, right one after the other amazing test finishes uh, welcome to the Crick Blog podcast i'm shabo here a pretty happy aussie given that we've had not much to cheer about this year but england getting pumped in test matches is always sure to bring a smile on our face and of course welcome my co-host nash who's a very very happy man today the smile is beaming from ear to ear after india's great win nash a pretty good day for you absolutely i mean it was all worth it staying up till 330 mm-hmm. last night and actually watching india steamroll over england and what what a beautiful match what a beautiful uh, bowling from the indian uh, bowling quartet and again you know speaking about the indian batting as well i think they fumbled but again um corrected by shami and bumrah yes. again so at the end but yeah we'll discuss a lot more and again we'll what a test match where in sabina park as well mm. between west indies and pakistan just brilliant week for test match cricket amazing week for test match cricket 100 and you know we'll touch on this in our chat you know we'll review this this test match and cr- a cracking match but there's a couple of times where, you know, I was really fearing for, for India when Virat Kohli was dismissed on the fourth day, you know, it was three for 55. And then all of a sudden you had the under pressure Ajinka Rahane coming in at the crease and Pujara struggling, took him 35 balls to get off the mark. Yesterday, Rishabh Pant out early. We all thought, we all thought he was the key, but as we saw in, in the Australia tour, particularly at the Gabba in Sydney and now here, Tweeted yesterday, man, this India side, surely even you are some performance, particularly from Boomer and Shami with, with the bat. Absolutely. I mean, let's be honest. No one expected them to no. score the runs. No one expected them to have an 89-run partnership for the ninth wicket. So mm. at best, they're... Let's be. I mean, their their batting average is five or six. So <laughs> it was it was game. I think Bumrah like, no had one. only reached double figures twice before yesterday. Is that yep. correct? Yeah. Yep. yep. So it, in all, I think he Bumrah had in in his Test career had forty three runs, and he has scored sixty five runs in this series alone before. Yeah. Wow. So you can, <laughs> you can ex, you, you know you can um, no one actually expected. India to win this test match after getting after England got Rishabh Pant out. So when yeah. England got Rishabh Pant out, I was like, okay, all right, let's let's get it done with mm. uh, once and for all. Although there there was hope, like I wouldn't I wouldn't lie that there was hope definitely because this bowling lineup has anything done around wonders. that two hundred mark. I felt was a good exactly chance. yeah exactly. And to get to two seventy, you know that was a brilliant brilliant effort from. Well, I was and discussing Kumbran. with my cousins. Sorry to interrupt you, but I was discussing with my cousins yesterday. They were talking about India should declare at lunch. Now, this was in the afternoon in Sydney before the start of the day's play. And I'm thinking to myself, I was telling them, geez, if India get in a position where they're declaring at lunch, England will be doing terribly. Absolutely. And lo and behold, look what happened. Yep. And and it was bizarre from England. You know, oh, oh yeah. You you got you got two batters on strike who don't know, you know whose batting skill is at best described as close to Chris Martin. So, um, oh, no, and, like <laughs> <laughs> let's be honest, let's be honest, you know, it's yeah. facts. So to put men on the boundary for batter, batters like Ridiculous. this and to Ridiculous. just keep bowling bounces, it was, they pretty much let 
those two batters set themselves and just pile on the runs and pile on the misery for England. So the singles, um, the amount of singles, how easily they were scored. You know, when you let letting each single that went by reduced England's chances of winning further. Took more time out of the game, more runs to get when you chase. And and it was unbelievable. Oppositions need to understand this quickly and under need to understand this now that getting in a war of words but with this Indian team is not we going know to get about you that. anywhere. Like it's Tim Payne knows that. Exactly. It's yeah. it's a lost cause. So um if you if you say something to this Indian team to anyone, there's eleven other blokes who will get on like KL Rahul said yesterday, everyone will be at you. So be yeah. smart, you know, be strategic in your approach when playing this Indian team because this Indian team has the potential potential to achieve greatness um, and get close to what the Australian team of the 2000s and the West Indies team of the 80s achieved. This team has the potential and mm. they can do it if they keep keep it on the right track and, and they keep this form and they keep this fire going. And I am absolutely stoked to even imagine what this Indian team could do in the next 10 years. You know, Mohamed Suraj is still only 24, 25. He still what has a good eight man. years, 10 years to go. Yeah. Bumrah is just 28, 29. He still has seven, eight years. Shami Ishant has still four years left in him. Shami still has, you know, two at best three, four, five years left in him. And the backup, backup is Umesh Yadav. You know, backup is Shadul Thakur. Backup is T. Natrajan. So these are the blokes coming through the ladder. I, I wouldn't so just, I, I also add Navdeep Saini in that list too. I think he's exactly Navdeep Saini is, handy is one, uh, so. red ball bowler as well. Yeah, I, absolutely. And, and what a, so what much... a difference as well, right? We, we talked about this like ten years ago, how toothless India looked in England. Yeah, and even to an extent in two thousand and fourteen, where almost it was a it was a surprise that India took a one 0 lead in that series. Um, yeah, yeah, after absolutely. the second test, that, that was Lords. all thanks to Ishan Sharma. Ishan Sharma, yeah. that's right. But but now it's just like you go into this series and you expect India to do well. If you'll be disappointed if they yeah. don't. And yeah, absolutely. And with the selection on on the first day, everyone said, "Oh, it's a dry pitch." You know, why not? I'll, I'll uh, say that too. Yeah, and yeah. and exactly, I I, I would that. say that yeah. too. So, um, but again, the approach that. Virat Kohli and the team management took was go win, go uh, play the test match with your best ballers who will give you the yeah. opportunity to take the 20 wickets. It's 100% justified. Four, yeah, exactly. And these four are not, there's not, there's not a bowling all rounder or a batting all rounder in there. Like you would see with Hardik Pandya or Sam Curran or Ben yeah. Stokes. These four ballers are genuine fast ballers. They will come at you at with genuine pace, with genuine skill at any time of the day. So, and that's what gets you 20 wickets and that's what happens. So again, all credit to Joe Root in the first innings for scoring that 180. That was a massive, Sublime. that was a yeah. massive score for England. And that, that, that is what helped England at take this test match into day five. Otherwise it was all done on day three or day four itself. Mate, Let's be honest. So it was England. It was uh, between, it was the sublime of Joe Root to the ridiculous of James Anderson bouncing blokes on a fifth day pitch Absolutely. at Lord's. Um, Absolutely. I, and, I believe, and the funny thing is it was, it wasn't yeah. even James Anderson bouncing. It was, James Anderson and Joe Root got Mark Wood and Ollie Robinson to do all the talking with the bouncers and everything. Like James Anderson, I don't think called a single it. bouncer. Yeah, and no, James I remember. And- I saw I saw James Anderson try a few. No, yeah, he hit Boomer in the that, head. 
He hit Pumper in the head, if you remember. Well, was it Anderson or was it Robinson? I no, no, it was Wood, Wood hit him first time. Yeah, Wood. Yep. Wood and then Anderson hit him again. Yeah. Anderson hit. But, but that's the thing. But the thing is, you know, even even let's say if the target was not 270 and it was 200, that's still a formidable target for this batting lineup against 100%. this bowling bowling You cannot lineup. afford to give away cheap runs. Exactly. 100%. So, and when I think when Bumrah and Shami got together, the score was around what one one eighty. It was the lead was one sixty seven from memory. Yeah, the lead was one sixty seven. So from there, no, yeah. sorry, not the lead wasn't the lead was I think one eighty because they got an eighty nine run partnership. So, um, uh, and they, the lead ended up on two seventy. So, see. yeah, Pan, because Pan was it, dismissed at at one ninety four. What was the England's yeah. lead in the first innings? Was, so Ishan Sharma was dis- dismissed at 227. Yep. When the lead was one, 180. So it was it was yeah. massive. Like that that yeah, the lead the lead was 167 when Pant was dismissed. Yeah. But yeah. having said that, that that period of play from Shami and Bumrah and just bizarre bowling tactics from oh. England was the game changing uh period and of we play. Can, and we can say that that completely shifted the momentum. And then when England absolutely. came out to bat, they were completely shell shocked. And India took but also, absolutely. But also, nothing take. Uh, I'm not taking away anything from Cheteshwar Pujara and Ajinkya Rahane. Oh. That partnership of hundred for the fourth wicket was massive. Was absolutely massive for those two guys to come in and play the innings that they did in such circumstances when their spot is being questioned. It was absolutely massive, and I'll 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 admit that before the test match, after first innings, I did during say the that test match. You you've got the jinx yeah, absolutely. power now. But let's be honest, it, he I wasn't doing the job at that yeah. stage. He was, yeah. and absolutely loved the player. I absolutely loved the man, and nothing against him. But at some stage, you have to think about the team, and you have to think who fits in perfectly, who will do the job. Um, and hopefully, hopefully from here on, they take that confidence, both all three of them, Ajin Kirane, Virat Kohli, Chedeshwar Pujar. Let's be honest, like you, no other team in the world has that kind of a middle order batting lineup. If Very those strong. three, if those three perform, and not to mention Rohit Sharma at the top. So if those three Karahol, at number three, four, and five yeah. start performing, start piling on the runs, that's, that's misery. It's going to it's, it's make India world. even harder to beat. And that's exactly. what I was saying at the start. It's like India 355, Coley again chasing outside off stump. Um, and then I was fearing for India at that point saying, this is a great opportunity for England because Rahane and Pujara, as you said, are out of touch and they've got a massive, massive role to play. But they dug in and they really... Yeah. Um, they, they really grind England. They, they focused on grinding England down. And that was, that was the yeah. key. And then I felt England looked a bit shot yesterday morning in a way. They weren't quite thinking straight. They got into the mistake of getting into a war of words and making it personal rather than just trying to get the guy out. Yeah. You know what I mean? They wanted to get I mean, back at Boomer for what he did to Anderson. But the priority has to be get the guy out. Yeah, to be honest, Moin Ali came from the 100 and Shami reminded him of the 100 by hitting those three brilliant um, boundaries <laughs> yes. boundaries over the mid on yeah. uh, in the mid wicket region. That was some brilliant hitting. That was some clean hitting from oh. Shami. And I think 
um, that also just before tea, sorry, just before lunch, that sort of shift the momentum even more. And Without the reason there were, there were a lot of people come, you know, complaining and ask, asking, questioning why India did not declare at lunch. But I think that came from a place where that was all, maybe that was all Ravi Shastri and Virat Kohli's aggression where um, I, to a certain point, if they would have declared at lunch, that would have given England and the openers enough time to gather themselves, you know, get together, speak about a strategy and then come out and bat. But because they declared after lunch, played two overs, Shami even made them wait by, you know, just doing some odd things, ordering a Thai pad where, you know, yeah. um, it made them wait even more for the next three, you know, just to play three balls. And that was absolutely, that was brilliant, I think. Uh, obviously, it would have backfired if, you know, it would have been a draw, but that, no, that was I, the risk. I agree with that you. was the risk that yeah, yes. that was the risk it that looks, Virat Kohli set set Amazing about. in hindsight and put came off looks yep. genius, but yep. the, the rationale behind that is actually quite smart because, as you exactly. said, if they declare at lunch, you have got forty minutes to compose yourselves as an England group. But they came out after lunch again. They put England in the field again, and then all of a sudden you got to rush off the field, get your pads on. You can't really yep. gather your thoughts as much. Yep. Um, and you know we saw the results like Bumrah snapped up burns in the first over itself. And that was that, that first over. Burns. that yeah. first over was one of the best oh. display by, by an entire Indian team I have ever seen. Like after the first ball, the way Bumrah just ran into Burns's face. Bumrah and that nerd is bloody scary, man. Absolutely. And this series is like <laughs> well and truly alive. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. This and series is well and truly alive and I'm absolutely loving it. Yes. We'll, we'll touch on India's bowling. Um, and then I also want to touch on Virat Kohli's leadership as well. Uh, I've got a couple of things to say about that. And, um, you know, I'm sure a lot of the listeners and yourself, Nash, will agree with it. But, but India's bowling attack, as we've said, you look at a very good bowling attack. I feel the difference between India and England in this test match and this series has been you look at England, you've got James Anderson, Ollie Robinson, and then yep. you've got Mark Wood, Sam Curran, who they've had their moments at times, but overall, they released a lot of the pressure. With this yep. India attack, you've got these four quicks. And while they've conceded runs at a faster rate, particularly against Joe Root at times this series, most of the time they're relentless and they're coming mm. at you, all four of them, and you haven't got much room to breathe. And when England is as fragile as they are, Particularly if Joe Root doesn't um, doesn't get going, then or doesn't get a big score, then England are in big trouble. Absolutely. What a fantastic bowling attack India have. Absolutely, and as I mentioned earlier, this is not this is like there's bench strength after this. Yeah. You won't, you know, even if a player gets injured, you won't see uh, a player who has no experience, who has no, who, who has no idea what they're doing coming in. The, the next one that comes in will have played a lot of cricket. They, they will have under, uh, you know, a lot of cricket under their belt. I mean, imagine Bumrah and Siraj coming into the Indian team. They were finished product when they got there. They were not, they were not trying to, you know, learn the new skill or yeah. obviously you keep learning every day, but when they got there in the test arena, they were, they were, finished product they were the fast bowlers that india were looking for and this this bowling lineup has done wonders for india in the last few years uh 
Oh, I'm um, just looking at some stats from from the last four years from 2017. Yeah. And obviously, there's Ashwin at the top. Let's be honest; like he is 165 wickets in the last four years, at an average of 23. That's that's just crazy. That's incredible. But then you got Mohammad Shami with 115 wickets. Then you got Jadeja, you know, who played, who can bat as well. So you, who can field as well. He's lightning quick in the field as well. But then you got Ishan, Cham, Ishan Sharma, Jaspit Bumra, Umesh Yadav, Mohamed Suraj. Mohamed Suraj has played only seven test matches. It that was like his seven test matches. And he has an average of 26 with 27 wickets under his name. He so, was leading the attack in the Gabba test as well. Uh, and that was exactly, test. Exactly. High quality and bowler. You, mm. And the players who will replace these bowlers, as I said, Tina Trajan, there's Bhuvneshwar Kumar, we haven't spoken about. Yeah. There's Umesh Yadav. There's, you know, it's I'm just, sure there's a number there's of others so much coming to be... through domestic cricket as well. You absolutely, know? Now, absolutely. I think that probably comes on to my next point. I've got a lot of praise for here at Coley as a leader. You know, not only in this test match, which I'll touch on, but also just how he's driven a culture of fitness and and and, and yep. fast bowling over the last maybe yep. seven years or so, where India, if they were to win overseas, even if they batted well, they just didn't have the mm-hmm. penetration in the bowling lineup to be able to take twenty wickets. Now yep. they're winning consistently winning test matches overseas because they've got that bowling capability. And then in this test match, it could be very, Vera Kohl is going through a drought with the bat that he's never been through. He's never gone through in his career. Nothing like this where he hasn't had a century for nearly two years. Yep. Um, in this test match, the way he got out in the second innings can put him into his shell, but he never stopped encouraging his teammates. He never stopped um riling his players up he didn't let his batting affect his leadership if that makes sense yeah because yep. when you're struggling with the bat it could easy you could very be very easy to go into your show and you not want to talk to anyone but he continued to encourage his teammates a lot of um photogenic moments on the balcony oh he was pumped up yesterday you can hear the yep. screams here from sydney um, absolutely and you've got to give him massive the... credit for that you've got to give him a lot of yeah, credit for that yeah uh, this, this Virat Kohli has made all the difference in the last few years. His captaincy and his leadership has been pivotal yeah. um, in India's fortunes uh, over the last few years. The way they have carried themselves, the way they have batted, the way they have bowled, the way j- just the way they present themselves it's just on the, the way field. they the way they approach it. It's a fearless exactly. game. We're going to take the game to yeah. the opposition. We don't and stand we all anyone. we all know that Virat Kohli has said a lot in in his interviews that. Ballers will win win you games. You can mm-hmm. run, you can score thousands of runs, yep. but it's of no use if your bowlers don't take the wickets. And that's and that's why they rally behind their bowlers at all times. They you know keep changing and chopping uh, the fielding positions as the bowlers want. If the ball is not comfortable, they they give the you know he he makes sure the bowler has the right kind of field, the right mm-hmm. kind of. Um, attitude from his fielders and you know attitude Mm. exactly so and the ballers are relentless like they keep coming keep coming at any time of the day especially someone like Mohamed Siraj I'm absolutely in love with him you know in terms of his bowling and as a player so it's been so long that India and Indian fans have you know yearned for a bowling attack like this and we have finally got it you know, we have begged to for 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 Indian um, bowling 
department to be like this for, for so long and we have finally got it. And I'm so excited for what's in store. Um, but as you said, when it comes to leadership, I think it's all, um, it's, it's all about Virat Kohli. And, yeah. you know, he, he doesn't shy away from a battle. He doesn't shy away from a fight. And That's right. he, he instills that into his players as well. If, if, if someone, you know, gives uh, his players a hard time, all 11 players on the field, make sure that they get it, give it back. Yep. And that's what I love to see. You know, they don't cross the line, uh, you know, sometimes, but, you know, who doesn't? Like every team in the world has crossed the line at some stage. And sure, you will pay the price for that, but let's, let's not shy away from I think it's just, a it's, fight. It's, it's, the, it's, it's exactly that. It's um, not shying away from a fight, not staying there. Tim Payne chatting to, to Rishabh, uh, sorry, to Ashwin, in Sydney, we yep. all know how that turned out. And now here, England getting into a battle with India, and we all know how that turned out. So there's a, there's a, you know, we're not standing there, or we're not going to, you know, bow down to anyone or, or, yep. you know, back off any battle. Um, and and that just applies to every player that, that comes into this team. Um, the way Siraj has bowled, it's as if he's a well and truly a seasoned test professional with, you know, 50, 60 caps under his belt plus. But here he is in his seventh test very close to player of the match. Um, now, the last time India won at Lords was 2014 and then fell away terribly. The rest of the series, oh, yeah. I, I can't see that happening here. There was, there was Alistair Cook last time who, who found some runs, but uh, yeah. I look at this England side. I hope it side, doesn't happen this time. Oh, I can't see it happening. Um, yeah. I look at this England side now, and I said before the series, this is one thing I, I did get right. and Well, not right yet, but I had concerns. It was the, the absence of Ben Stokes in particular, I think really put this series in India's favour, in my opinion, because they just, the absence of Stokes in the middle order just makes England all the more fragile. I think I, I saw today a stat that Joe Root scored more runs in this series than the second highest run scorer for England uh, this year. Yeah. That just Absolutely. paints the picture. Paints the picture. And that's, that's, you know, a lot has been said about their uh, red ball, red ball batting, department right now which is at best fragile um on it on pretty I don't much know, on i don't have the day. answers so, we get question like the following here from um you know debashish sarangi at plum on a school in front thank you debashish for your continued support and your questions who should be england's number three in headingly should they persist with hamid bring crawley back or give a chance to dan lawrence i don't think root will change his favorable position which is also working for him at the moment <laughs> It's hard to answer because who's in red ball form? Yeah. And, and I asked this question to our good friend, Adam Sutherland from England, um, that, you know, is there anyone at all making noise in the county championship to take number three spot or even open uh, with Burns? And, you know, he came back saying, well, at best Burns and Hamid can open and then, you know, Crawley can come back at number three. So oh, I don't know about Crawley back at three. Yeah, so it, it's it a bit. It's a bit. You wouldn't be doing anybody a favor if you do that, to be honest. Yeah, Crawley yep. and the team because he need he needs. We had Debashis. Um, he he wrote a fantastic piece for Crick Blog. Um, you can go check it out on on the on the website. He wrote an analysis piece of, of Zach Crawley's footwork, um, and how his trigger movement, and how his his bat is still so high up in his stance and the ball is halfway down the pitch. So yep. that's why he's so late when he's playing the deliveries. 
and his, his, his feet get stuck. So he needs a bit of a break to get away from it and work on a few technical things. You know, it's, it's both that's, a mental that's the thing. and And I agree, but that's the thing. Like, who takes the spot? There's absolutely no Can they bring people in from outside into the squad for the second, for, sorry, for the third test now? Because they picked the squad for the yeah, first they can. two. They can, yeah, exactly. Honestly, I'd, 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 I would give a spot to someone like David Malan. He's yeah. shown good signs in the oh, past, and okay. I don't think it could be worse than anyone there that, that's there now. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's correct. I agree. Like, you know, just give it to anyone but them. But that's the thing. Um, that's the problem. It's, you know, England have put themselves in a position where they don't know who can come in and do a job. It's like, oh, we'll put you in and see what see if it works. Yeah, yeah. You know, England. That's re- really. You, know, you look. We talk really about. Poor. We talk about you know India ten years ago. The difference between you know now and then in terms of their bowling attack. I look at England. The batting depth they had ten years ago. Cook, KP, uh, Strauss. I think was still playing in twenty eleven. Um, yep. Bell, uh, you know, trot, superb depth. Now, exactly. where, is, where are it. the batsmen? Australia got a similar South, problem in, 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 in South Africa. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe they need to import uh, some batters from South Africa uh, right now. Man, man. Um, I think they've got to look at some changes. I, I don't know if Dom Sibley. Um, continues in his position at opener. I just, uh, he's just finding the going a bit tough. I don't know. I, I just feel England as a whole, when they're placed under pressure back into the test match, we saw it against New Zealand as well. You know, they, they, you can, they can easily collapse. We've said it yep. and it happened. Um, I yep. don't know. <sighs> I think if Ollie Pope's fit, he could possibly come in at three. Ollie Pope is an option. But I Maybe think if I he's think his fit, position, but... I think I think his position. Well, he is fit because he did go back and play one day cricket, didn't he? Because they didn't pick him in this test yeah. match. So he's yep. playing. Yeah, yep. he's going to come into this third test if he gets picked on the back of white ball cricket. But look, if you that, oh that that sounds like something Australia would do, to be honest. Oh, bro, but... <laughs> we started. Let's just take a break from Australia today. <laughs> so, sorry I, sorry you were the last week the memes uh, came let's, in. Guess, let's I, I be tweeted, honest at, I, at the moment i am loving my life you are you are you <laughs> cheeky bugger because <laughs> because uh, last week i was i was writing I, I wrote a tweet saying i'm writing an article on australia and everyone starts saying oh you know you're going to be an old man by the time you finish it <laughs> and all that stuff. yeah so so listeners if you want to see my thoughts on australian t20 cricket go check it out on crickblog.net um, there's some good <laughs> articles there from a range but, of writers but again like like australia man it's england have got serious batting problems serious batting depth i don't know who's putting their hand up no one and That's if I had to question. pick a possible That's 11, I don't know Sorry. what to do. I don't know what to do. Probably passive Hamid go to opener. Ollie Pope come in at three. It's probably yeah. the likely. Uh, and even there. even then, like even then, Hasim Hamid is not someone who you know he might do the job, but you're asking a lot of him. Aren't you? It's a risk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I mean, that guy has gone through a lot in the last four years since making his debut in India, where he scored a few runs and he looked all right. Even even in the second innings, he looked fine. Like he he was he he was, he, 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 was on, yeah. he was looking solid. Yes, exactly. So 
and, and I just felt for him in the first innings where he just got a golden duck. I mean, that guy has gone through so much in the last four years and he came back, he made his, he lost his contracts. Uh, he made, you know, he made a mm. lot of runs in the county championship. He finally got that call up again. And then, yeah, but any, like, I, I hope they don't, don't put him um, as an opener in right. the next test because so yeah. then who do you open to open, to, to open against that kind of a bowling lineup across someone like batting at number Asif three this, is just batting at number three in this England lineup is effectively opening. Yeah, that's true. Well, even batting at four is effectively <laughs> yes. opening for Joe Roos. Also, so, lastly, uh, get your, get your gear yeah, on. Doesn't make any difference. Get your gear on when the so, openers walk out. That's it. You know, for for to be honest, for all I care, just put a rock there. So you know, <laughs> that's that. Uh, <laughs> That's not going to make any difference. But you know I'm what? Saying, if you don't open a rock Hamid, might defend better than uh, some of the batsmen. But if you don't play Hamid at opener, who do you open with? That's the question. I've been yeah. I've been disappointed with Burns. I've, I was expecting good things from him in this series, and we still might see good things from him in this series. But yeah, he played well against New Zealand. I was quite impressed with the way he left the ball outside off stump, and how mm. good he was judging the deliveries coming back into him, and then the ones going away from him because. New Zealand's attack, we, we all know how brilliant they are and the depth that they have. And yep. he dealt with them quite well. He played well. That's great. England yeah. desperately needs him, um, as well as Johnny Bester, who's looked good in this series, to support Joe Root. Because you can't have Joe Root do it all. And uh, we'll quickly touch on Joe Root before we answer some questions here on this series. But, but Joe Root, I don't know if you feel the same. I look at his bottom hand and how loose it is. But I also see, and that really helps his timing and it's, it's beautiful and classical, but how light his footwork is. I think that's been a real key adjustment that he's made the last year or so. Because I mentioned before that when, when he is out of form, he falls over a lot, but he looks so balanced mm-hmm. at the crease and he's so light on his feet. He's quick to press forward, quick to press back. Both scoring both sides of the week. This is some fantastic batting against a wonderful attack. Yeah, absolutely. And... India have got to find a way yeah. to get him out early. They just have to. Otherwise, the, the pace at which he scores the runs, um, Indian bowlers, and, and Indian bowlers give runs to these kind of bat- batters. I don't know why it keeps happening. But To be honest um, with you, though, a lot of the deliveries they bowl to him are not that bad. It's just the class of the guy. Yeah, that's true as well. That's true. Yeah. I mean, yeah, absolutely. They, I mean, we know this what this bowling lineup can do on, on its day, but at you know, in the first got to be did not, yeah. Joru did not look like he was going to get out anytime soon. You no. know, if 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 he had the batting, if he had the batting partners, oh, um, yeah. he would have gone on to get a massive score. Maybe so, two fifty plus, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe. And India again, as I said, they have to find a way to get him out quickly and get him out cheaply. If they do uh, that, he just the series keeps. If they do that, oh, easily, yeah. easily, easily. Uh, and I'm not too worried about Johnny Bairstow. Yeah, he might get a few runs here and there, but uh, that that's that's what he'll do. Like he'll get a few runs here and there. He's he's unpredictable at best in test. He's test looking a bit more solid. I was mentioning that. I feel he did. I think. Look, the third day when he was batting with Joe Root, I thought that the, the pitch probably was at its best for batting, but. Yeah, there wasn't a gap between the bat and pad that we've seen the last few years with Johnny Bairstow in yeah. Test cricket. He was a lot more solid, and I think yeah. there's, there's he's, he's a lot less 
uh, fragile, I could say, against the ball coming back into him. Um, yeah. But you know what? What about those massive re- reviews from Virat Kohli? I mean, that was absolutely huge. brilliant to get Johnny Bairstow LPW in the second innings. I mean, huge. to get and a review right, I, I did not paid expect off. that. No, and they, <laughs> it massively paid, paid off. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, and, and saying about coming back to Johnny Bairstow, he is, to be honest, I'm still not convinced um, of his place in the test match team. Uh, Look, I think he's uh, done enough he's, for the first he's, two games to stay in there. Yeah, yeah. But he's yeah. got to build on those starts. But he's looking okay. Yeah. There's yeah, something and, there to build on. Mm. But, you know, even with Joe Root, uh, I mean, Ravinder Jadeja, Jadeja said before the start of the series that the plan was to attack the stumps. Um, mm. You know, just keep attacking bowl straight. And you, you might straight on the leg side here or there, but if you, keep, if you keep bowling, if you keep bowling that relentless line at the stumps, I think you are going to get, get him out more often than not. So... Uh, but I, this test match was something else for me. I mean, it was absolutely brilliant to see uh, just with Bumra bowling those bounces. I don't know if I don't want to get into all legal illegal stuff, but yeah. um, just to keep bowling those bounces and just Bumra in this mood. He's I think up. yeah, I think that that sort of switched. Uh, that's what switched the the momentum um, in the test match because that meant the English fast bowlers will go hard at the Indian batsmen and they will slip up here or there. And they did mm-hmm. like, you know, they slipped up all right. So I felt, um, I felt England for the most part, even day four where India fought hard. I still thought England bowled beautifully. You know, yeah. you saw Rahane and Pujara fight hard, but England never let them get away. Um, yeah. And then they dismissed Pan early. They had India and, in trouble, but, but that's, it's just they that's what you expect. When we say you can lose a test match in an hour, you can't win it in an hour, but you can lose it. That's what happened to England yesterday. Yeah, yeah. I was so good that it did not happen to India for once. Like yes. it was so good. It was so good not hearing Virat Kohli, uh, you know, saying, "Oh, forty-five minutes of bad play cost us the game." Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm really happy I did not hear that. Um, it happened to England. It happened so, to England. That's right. Yeah. And and the thing is. That, that period of play from Bumrah uh, and what happened after in terms of the words, you know, that words were exchanged between Anderson and Bumrah. And th- this kind of bowling attack is going to come at you, you know, yes. bo- both teams, like both teams, not only, I'm not only saying about India, but even, even England, they, they have a really good bowling attack there. You know, Anderson, you know, playing his 164th test match, that's massive. Mm-hmm. And, and to play with someone like Mark Wood, who will just steam in at any point, again, like Mohamed Suraj, with Ollie Robinson as well, who we know can do a lot of good stuff uh, with the Duke's ball. So, and Moin Ali, who has given trouble to the Indian batsman before. So th- this is a good bowling attack. Don't get me wrong. Like they can do, they can do the job, but mm-hmm. they are not, at the moment, they are not supported by their batters. Yeah. And I think the tables, the, the tables have just flipped. From, from India to England. Yep, yep, absolutely. Um, we'll, we'll touch on a couple of questions and we'll try to answer them as quick as possible. We'll move on to West Indies, Pakistan, and then some cricketing headlines at the moment, including the T20 World Cup draw. Um, a good question here from Aditya at Crazy 80 He says, which win will you rate the most or the highest? Is it the Gabba win or the Lord's win? Oh, Gabba. Hands down, Gabba. 
Gabba for me um, as well. Yeah, I mean, this win was absolutely massive, but Gabba for me was something else. Like, yes, Gabba for at me. At least too. we had we at least we had the main bowling attack here, and um, the batting. Yeah, and the batting. Yeah, a lot of batsmen out, and oh yeah. Yeah, thirteen test wickets between the bowlers in that that Gabba exactly. Test. So, I, I, you know, there was Washington Sundar playing his first test match. There was play, people like Shadul Taco, there was Tina Praj, and everyone was like, "Yep, Siraj oh, was the leader of the yeah. attack in his third test." Exactly. For me, it's the Gabba as well. Exactly. That, that's absolutely arguably no question. Greatest about ever it. overseas win. Yep, yep. No question. Fantastic about and chasing it. like that on the final day, magnificent. Um. Another question from Aditya was, do you think India will change their lineup in the next test? Will they get Ashwin in? Um, or it depends on conditions in Headingley. We don't know yet, but... Yeah, um, I mean... To be honest with you, I don't know in if the last, they'll change much at all. Exactly. In the in the last 10 years, I think, at a head, if you look at Headingley leads, I think Stuart Broad, James Anderson, yep. Trent Bolt, Steve Finn, Josh Hazelwood, these kind of bowlers have the most wickets. So... Um, Going in with uh, ballers like can't, can't see Mohamed Suraj. Unless, unless it's very yeah. dry, very hot, um, they might consider it. But I, I haven't looked at what the forecast might be. It's still a week away. I think they'll it? go. So, uh, I, I think Virat Kohli is not a fan of changing a winning combination. So, yeah. Unless injury, obviously, unless injury. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I think. But I even think with this, injury, this I think they'll still 11. look at another pacer somewhere if, if, they, yep. if they have the chance yep. to. But. Um, another question here from Arkisman Mishra at I am Arkis sixteen. Uh, he says there were plenty of turning points, but for you and Nash, which one stands out? There were a lot of turning points, and I think that's what made the Test match so beautiful to watch. Lots of ebbs and flows. You thought the match was heading in one direction, then it completely shifted the other way. But but for me, I think it's just the turning point was that that last morning. There's a Bumrah and Shami coming in, completely shifted the momentum of the game. And by the yep. time England came out to that, they were shell-shocked. That's the one that sticks out to me I'll, the most. I'll, I'll actually point out three, sorry, three moments in the test match. Mm. I'll, I'll point them out quickly. First one was in the first innings with um, KL Rahul and Virat Kohli's partnership for uh, wicket number three. Good the, I think mm. it was 117-1 partnership where uh, Kohli scored a, a 42 and you know, KL scored, mm. uh, ended up scoring 100. Mm. But but that partnership was key in making sure that India posted a respectable total. I'll even add to that um, the opening partnership that same day. That oh yeah, was absolutely. terrific batting. That was terrific. Yeah, absolutely. Ball absolutely. was doing and in, in tough conditions. Yeah, ball was doing plenty of overcast conditions, but the way they played, they were willing to get beaten on the outside edge. They said, "We'll play the line." Yeah, get beaten on the outside edge. Okay. But then yeah. leave the ball very well and play the ball really late. It was beautiful to watch. Yeah. And yeah, absolutely. And the, the, the second one that I would point out is the Pujara and Rahane partnership, the yes. partnership of 100 for the fourth wicket on, on the last, sorry, on day four. And then the last one was obviously, uh, Ish, uh, sorry, Shami and Bumrah yeah. partnership on, on the yeah, last yeah, day. Yeah. So, yeah. I think all fantastic turning points. But I think the one that why Shami Bumrah stands out for me the most is when Pant was dismissed in England were the favourites, you know, and yeah. that completely turned it around within 40 minutes to an hour. The momentum, the feel of the game was completely changed. Um, what changes do you see to the playing 11 at Leeds? I, again, depends on the conditions, but I don't know if it will change anything. England got to look at changes. I'm going to have to look at changes. Uh, they've got a lot to look at. 
um, onto another amazing test match. Uh, West Indies, Pakistan, we chatted about this briefly last week. Um, and you, you were quick to point out this week that, um, you know, I jinxed Pakistan. But absolutely, <laughs> you were quick onto it. They could very much be sitting 1 0 up. They probably should be sitting 1 0 up if they could take their catches. But Pakistan being Pakistan, um, unpredictable, let it slip. A wonderful test match from both sides. It was great to see. Really, really happy for Kemar Roach. I mean, Same. he has worked. He has worked so much hard in the last few years as a bowler. Um, he has done the hard yards. He's done. He's, he's one of the unluckiest bowlers that I've watched. <laughs> you see yeah, how often he toils, and you think, "Wow, he, he's bowled better than his figures suggest." He, he absolutely, and that you know, it, it's a story of all Test matches that West Indies play. Like he's done so well in the last few years, mm. um, and and let's be honest, he has wickets to show for. Like I think. In the last four years or last three years, he has played 29 innings and um, has 100 odd wickets. So that's, I, I would say that's that's really that's really good for mm. um, a, a Kmart Roads. But mm. what an end to the Test match! You know, that's going the beauty of I Test think cricket, going you for, cannot beat it. Yeah, going going into T, I think West Indies were 117 for seven, mm. and then to to score uh, like Kmart Roach did, and you know cameos from Jason Holder and Joshua Desilva. I think Jason Holder's wicket, I think Pakistan would have thought, okay, we have this in, in the bag so now, too. I think. I thought so as and, well. And that's, yeah. where, that's where I think they, they sort of uh, took the foot off the pedal for a while and um, Kemar Roach did the job and took West Indies home. Yeah, uh, shout out as well to Jermaine Blackwood, uh, the, the, uh, the second yep. inning specialist. He couldn't quite get West Indies closer to the score, but just got them out of a real rut early on, 16 for three, um, and Pakistan all over them. But yeah, oh, Pakistan in a way, I, I, the way I looked at this series, the West Indies had to step up a little bit more with the bat compared to their South Africa series because mm. the Pakistan attack, very capable in those conditions. Muhammad Abbas, yeah. Shaheen Shah, Freedy, Hassan Ali, etc. But I thought that the batting effort from the West Indies on day two, we talk about turning points, that was very important because, yeah. you know, they, they bowled Pakistan out for 217 and Pakistan probably would have been disappointed thinking they could have got more than that given the positions that they were in. But they were two down very quickly on that first morning and we were all thinking, oh, no, mm. here we go again. You know, we had a couple of messages come in. I had a couple of messages come in and saying, oh, maybe West Indies is sub 100, under 100 coming up. Yeah. But Craig Brathwaite and, and Jason Holder in particular Absolutely. Fantastic fight. Absolutely. To get that lead, very important in the end, proof critical. Yeah. And and we have seen Jason Holder do the job for West yes. so so many times Great in the player. last few years. But, but Chabelle, I would like to point out uh, a player uh, and ask you what, what your opinion is on him and what do you make of Jaden Seals? I like him. Um, um, action, action like Kageso Rabada and very front quick. on. Very front uh, on. Very front on. Which is and, fine, but he's got um, nice shape. Like exactly, he's only nine, only nineteen. Mm-hmm. You know, only played three Test matches. Has thirteen wickets to his name already. So, a lot to be desired there. A lot to be desired. Um, someone that I hope the West Indies take good care of. Um, nineteen, turning twenty soon. Born in two thousand and one. Um, it's crazy. I was in primary school at that stage, uh, feeling quite old at the moment. <laughs> but 
Yeah. 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 He's one of the most front on bowlers I've ever seen, but yeah, it helps him generate some nice shape away from the right hander, mm. a little bit of pace as well there. So um, it was a big call, I think, to leave Alzari Joseph out. Um, yeah. So uh, for a decision like that to be vindicated was great for the West Indies player of the match. Perhaps maybe Kemar Roach was a bit hard done by to not win that award, but take nothing away from Jaden Seals. That was that was an excellent performance. And absolutely, the key is backing it up for him and the West Indies. Back it up, and if they can get a two 0 win, that'd be amazing to start their World Test Championship campaign for Pakistan. Mm. A lot of people are looking at Pakistan as a team that can make the World Test Championship final this time around. But they've just oh, got be- better. I think they've- before 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 this Test match. Yes, but after this test match, I think um, you don't know that that's done. That you can't yeah, make a exactly. call. That you part has just got a bit difficult. It's a bit yeah. difficult. They need to win. Them. I think if they leave two 0 in the West, if they leave the West Indies losing two 0 that'll really sting. It's just they've got to they've got to really get it right. And as Kim Abbas has dropped catches mm. on the final. Day. Do we know where the final is this time? I don't know. I think it would be would it be in England again? I don't think they've announced. I don't think I don't they've announced that. I don't know if announced it, but I hope it's not England. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. Yeah. Um, but just a couple of things on Pakistan. It's important when they when their batsmen get in that they don't squander momentum. There was a few times where they lost wickets back to back throughout the Test match. They got into positions where they could build. And, and get a good total or stronger total than what they did. And they didn't quite achieve it. Very costly. Mm. And of course, those drop catches um, on the final day. Take those. If you look at Mohamed Rizwan taking a blinder, but then others couldn't be held. Yeah. Consistency um, is key, but what a test match. What a match. Absolutely. What a absolutely. Lovely, you know, brilliant test match. Brilliant week for test cricket all around the world. It. And I love it. There's no format I'll, like I'll it. There's still, no format like it. Yeah. yeah. I'd still go back to last week's podcast where I said um, West Indies and Pakistan series will draw one one. So I'll, yes. I'll keep. I was saying we hope I'll that's the case. You get a good series. You get a good second test. Um, yeah, but that, was, that was the beauty of it. That could have <laughs> up until that last ball. Literally, Hassan Ali bowling that ball. That could be either a Pakistan win by one yeah. run <laughs> or a West Indies win by one wicket. That is just beautiful, yeah. and that's why Test cricket is so stunning. You know, it's, 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 it's multiple days, four or five days of of action where it comes down to right to the final, right down to the wire. You know, you, you get a good T20 game, great. You get a good one-day game, yep. nice. But nothing beats a test match. A good test match yep. um, is fantastic. Um, today, some news came up. Uh, the World, or the T20 World Cup uh, draw was... Um, announced October 24, the big game, India versus Pakistan in the Super 12s. Um, before that, cricket in Oman with the, uh, with the qualifiers, Sri Lanka and Bangladesh over there. Um, this will be an interesting tournament because I'd like to see, quickly touch on this, um, how the pitches will behave after IPL. You know, and if the pitches are really slow and the ball's not coming on, I probably write Australia off, given how we, given how we've been playing and how Australia we really like to um, feel bad on ball. That's what we're used yeah. to. Slow pitches, we really struggle with that. But, but it'd be interesting to see. And and I was reading today that um, 
it could be a uh, 60% capacity in IPL matches. Um, so that'd be good to see uh, the fans there. But, but while the, um, the test matches is going on, it's great to see, um, great to see that the red ball cricket is, is, is thriving. Um, you looking forward to that India-Pakistan game, October 24? Yeah, I'm, look, I'm looking forward to the whole T20 World Cup. It's going be to be an interesting one because um, we, got, we got Sri Lanka and we got... By the way, has someone checked on Daniel Alexander after the <laughs> Test match win and Pakistan lost last week? I mean, Check on her, Daniel. Yeah, as, Check as, on him. Is, it, is, it, is he all right? I've, um, got him, I've got him blocked. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, no, sorry. Going back to the T20 World Cup. Uh, sorry, I, dig- I digress, listeners. I digress. Sorry. Um, All good. Uh, I think Ireland and Sri Lanka will make the make the groups group mm. sta- final Super 12 stage from Group A, and then Bangla- I- I'm really hoping Bangladesh and Scotland from Group B. Um, if PNG and Oman have some sort of a, up, uh, an upset. Uh, then it's going to be really interesting, or even even Namibia and Netherlands. Group A is a bit it's, of a good one because yep. Namibia got a couple of decent hitters in their side too. And you never know with Sri Lanka just yet. You never know. Yeah, that's yeah, another yeah. team like Pakistan who is just unpredictable. Expect Sri Lanka in that group to to do enough, particularly with Ranindu Hasaranga yeah. and um, you know, there's there's enough there's enough there to, to get past that group i think surely um yeah unless unless but, they don't go out on a night out before the games so. <laughs> that's right be careful stay in the bubble um ireland <laughs> netherlands namibia i think that'll be some good competition there for uh, the three spots because ireland uh, have struggled in t20 cricket the last couple of years they haven't really they haven't played a lot but when they have it hasn't been easy so I don't think I think that group is going to be a good one. I think that group's going to be a good one. That'd be interesting. I, I look forward to that. Um, so that I think will round up our episode of the podcast. Um, yep. Nash, congratulations again to India on an amazing victory, and congratulations yep. also to the West Indies fans on a fantastic win against Pakistan. Nerve wracking stuff and. We'll see what happens next week in these test matches because, you know, we can't wait. And, and next week we'll preview the third test. And we'll chat about West Indies, Pakistan and, and anything else happening in the world of cricket as well. A massive thank you to our listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in and hope you enjoyed the show and we'll see you guys soon.